Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Read? What's happening? Am I dead? I bet you like zombie books. I like food. Do you have food? You don't need food at dividedbyzerobooks.com. It's full of nutrient-rich science fiction. Ugh, I'm stuck in an ad, aren't I? Once I stop talking, reality will collapse until someone plays this ad again. This isn't the first time we've had this discussion, and it won't be the last. Hello, stranger. Do you like to read? Serving as the inspiration for the 1982 Ridley Scott classic Blade Runner, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep presents a world knowingly at the end. Radioactive dust smothers the planet, a byproduct of World War Terminus. The healthy ones escape that dying earth into the outer colonies off-world. The sick, the disabled, the elderly are forced to live out their degenerating days on Earth. The denizens of a dying world still must go to work every day, of course. The weather report tells them at morning coffee how bad the fallout should be for the day, and if they should wear a radiation suit. Some do. Those that will make their way off-world one day. Those that still have the strength to try. Many are already so damaged by the radiation that there just isn't much point. The world they're left in is collapsing under the weight of its own decay, the ruins of a silly, stupid war that cost the humans paradise. The character of J.R. Isidore moved into a radiation zone after the war and slowly became cognitively impaired from exposure. This was common after the end of the world, a whole subclass of people politely called specials. J.R. spends his days isolated, working at an electric animal repair shop. The end of days meant the end of most animals, so humans created robotic facsimiles to remind themselves of what they had lost, what they had destroyed. Electric sheep reminds us the price of such destruction, the pain of consequence. Humanity does not rage against the dying of the light, but instead simply lives their lives as best they can in the darkness. A bounty hunter named Rick Deckard still chases status symbols to fill the hole of a failing marriage. He longs for an animal, a real living animal to take care of. He could only afford an electric sheep. Throughout the book, he hunts androids that live a similar life as the specials. At the end of the book, he can finally afford the down payment for a living goat. For a moment, he's completed. This is what will get his confidence back. Status in a decaying world. In another moment, his goat is murdered. His status taken away, but his life unchanged. Searching for something, he turns from the material to the metaphysical. A new religion called Mercerism sprouts up after the end of the world. Members engage with a device called an empathy box. The center of that experience is a man named Wilbur Mercer and his climb up a mountain as he's pelted with rocks. The empathy box users all experience it together and through that shared suffering find comfort in their life on a dying earth. Knowing they're not alone is a cornerstone of mercerism. 
Never mind that the real Wilbur Mercer was an actor named Al Jerry and his climb up the mountain, a staged production. His religion fabricated. Rick Deckard knows this, and he still sees Mercer outside the empathy box. Mercer shepherds him, the false prophet having outgrown his origins. Because what the myth of Mercer provided, the comfort of community at the end of days, far outweighed any need for the truth. And that is all for me today. I want to thank you for listening. Check back in next Monday morning at 0700.